0: In 1975, the Philadelphia group The Ritchie Family went to number one on the Billboard Hot Dance Club play chart and number 11 on the Billboard Hot 100 with their disco version of the song Brazil. The single was produced by French producer and songwriter Jacques Morali. The whole project was his brainchild. In the early 70s, Morali had met another French producer, Henri Belolo. Morales told Bololo about his idea of adapting the song Brazil into a club record. Bololo was intrigued, and he financed the recording at the Philadelphia recording studio Sigma Sound. Together, Morales and Bololo would call themselves Can't Stop Productions, and shortly after the success of Brazil, they moved to New York. In an interview with disco-disco.com, Bololo talks about their move to New York, saying, quote, Here we were in america and in new york becoming record producers and writers we were going every night to all the clubs including the gay clubs jacques was gay i was not but we were very good friends and had a lot of gay friends i was talking to the gay community about what they liked in their lifestyle what they wanted to listen to musically and what were their dream their fantasy one day we were walking in the streets of new york i remember clearly it was down in the village We saw an Indian walking down the street, and we heard the bells he was carrying on his feet. We followed him into a bar. He was a bartender. He was serving and also dancing on the bar. And while we were watching him dancing and sipping our beer, we saw a cowboy watching him dance. And Jacques and I suddenly had the same idea. We said, My God, look at those characters. So we started to fantasize on what were the characters of America. The mix, you know, of the American man but also a song of the turbulent gender that triggered the attention of the gay community. And this is how we came with that idea of putting together a group of five males in which each one is its own character. And we named it the village people because we discovered these characters in the village. So we said, okay, they are the guys of the village. So this is how we started. End quote. Around this time, Morali had been given a demo recorded by a young singer who was on Broadway with The Wiz at the time, Victor Willis. Morali hired Willis to sing on some recordings for the songs he'd written. According to a 1979 Rolling Stone article, Morali told Willis, I had a dream that you sang lead on my album, and it went very, very big. Self-titled debut by The Village People was released on Casablanca Records, July 18, 1977. The album had some success. Its lead single, San Francisco, You've Got Me, went to number 15 in Australia and number 2 on the U.S. Billboard Bubbling Under Hot 100 chart. The album itself went gold and peaked at number 54 in the U.S. The thing was, The Village People weren't even a group yet. The group that appears on the album's cover were all hired after putting out a newspaper ad looking for characters. So when the album actually became a hit, the need for an actual group to make appearances arose. This time, they would hire off of an ad in a trade magazine that read Macho Types Wanted, Must Dance and Have a Mustache. The new, more permanent, at least for a while, lineup of the village people consisted of Victor Willis, Glenn Hughes, Philippe Rose, Alex Briley, Randy Jones, and David Hodo would make their debut on the follow-up album seven months later. Randy Jones, who played the cowboy, spoke about joining the group in this outtake from the fabulous Alan Carr documentary. The way I, when I approached and was, became part of Village People, I kind of looked at it as an actor who had the opportunity to do a role with some good pop songs, um, a choreographer, a band, and as an actor, that's with a, was like a dream thing to do because there it wasn't like we had scripts and lines. We had to learn the songs and we had to do the choreography. But we had from there on, it was the freedom of, of an actor to create an image. And I kind of like thought, okay, this is heaven. You know, if this job works, I if I, if I go six weeks, I get out employment. If it goes longer, I got a great job. And it turned out to be a great job. The Village People's second album, Macho Man, was released on February 27, 1978. The album would peak at number 24 on the Billboard 200 and go platinum. The single, Macho Man, would be the Village People's first mainstream hit, peaking at number 25 on the Billboard Hot 100. It was such a hit, it was even featured on The Muppet Show later that same year. Just seven months after the release of their Macho Man album, the group released their follow-up album, Cruisin'. Cruisin' would include the biggest hit of their career. Village people, the Macho Men are back. Macho, Macho Men, yeah! I've got to be a macho! And they're ready to go cruisin'. It's fun to stay in the C A. It's fun to stay! Cruising is what you've been looking for from Village People and Casablanca Record and Filmworks. YMCA was a worldwide hit, going to number one in over 15 countries. It peaked at number two in the U.S. The Village People appeared on the January 6, 1979 episode of American Bandstand and introduced the accompanying YMCA dance that still happens to this day at sporting events and wedding receptions. After their performance, Dick Clark interviewed the group, starting with Victor Willis. What's the most exciting thing for you that's happened the last twelve months for you personally? Oh, for me personally, I was able to um, write uh, lyrics for the last few songs. Why I'm Macho Man, I Love America uh, in a year, uh, and then we had two platinum albums, and uh, late singing with the group, and I mean everything like gone. Well, let me jump back here. Do you, when you get a platinum album, do they give a copy to everybody? Of course man we don't work for nothing <laughs> what do you hope will be for the next year what do you hope will happen i hope i'll get to meet a whole bunch of nuts like you got here yeah. today. <laughs> <laughs> so anything, how long does it take you to get into this outfit with all of this stuff i would say if the, if the guys hurry me up half hour you can get into that rig in a half hour what do you hope for the next year Oh, I want to do about twice as much as I've done the last year. Right. What's your thought for this coming year? Lots of money and good health. Good? <laughs> uh-uh. Wrong order. They wouldn't even have to wait another year for more success. On March 26, 1979, they released their fourth album, Go West. The album would peak at number eight on the Billboard 200, thanks in part to its single, In the Navy. In the Navy, yeah, you the seven seas. Okay, with your money. In, the Navy. Come on, in the Navy went to number one in Canada, Japan, and the Netherlands, number two in Ireland, Norway, and the UK, and number three in the US. But that would be their last top 10 hit in the US. And Go West would be their last album with Victor Willis as their lead singer, co writer, not to mention, policeman. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. For the band's next album, they got a new singer and policeman. Ray Simpson, the brother of Ashford and Simpson's Valerie Simpson. Live and Sleazy was released in September of 1979. It was a double LP featuring live tracks on one disc, Live, and five new studio tracks on the second disc, Sleazy. The album peaked at number 32 on the Billboard 200. But when the 80s rolled around, disco was dying. And this made for bad timing with The Village People's next project. Once you see Alan Carr's musical extravaganza, you'll know why. You can't stop the excitement. On On can't stop the music. An EMI film from AFD. Yes, The Village People made a movie. Can't Stop the Music was released in theaters on June 20th, 1980. The musical comedy was directed by Nancy Walker. That is the quicker picker upper. It even featured a young Steve Gutenberg and Bruce Jenner. But the film flopped with both audiences and critics. It would win the first-ever Razzie Award for Worst Picture. The soundtrack album would do a little better, peaking at number 47 on the Billboard 200. It was the group's final album for Casablanca Records. But things wouldn't be over for the village people. They would sign a new deal with RCA Records, and along with their new record label, the village people had a new look. In a 2014 interview with PopMatters.com, the construction worker of the group, David Hodo, said of this time, quote, They had a couple of people there passing around ideas. The first one was these leather outfits that were monochrome. Someone in solid red, someone in solid yellow. They had fringe on them. They were awful. We nixed that one. Then they had these guys trying to convince us of this new romantic look, which was Adam Ann's and Spandau Ballet. That was the better of the two choices. End quote. And with their new look, the village people would ditch their disco sound and embraced more of a new wave sound. And in June of 1981... Village People released Renaissance on RCA Records. I promise you we will head. The album begins with 5 O'Clock in the Morning, which was also released as a single. It failed to chart in the U.S., but it did become the group's first hit in Italy. David Hodo told Pop Matters, quote, 5 O'Clock in the Morning is like a bad Italian joke. We loved Italy, but we couldn't get a hit in Italy to save our lives. Five o'clock in the morning was a huge hit in Italy only. Whenever we went to Italy, we had to do five o'clock in the morning. End quote. It's five o'clock in- Up next is Do You Want to Spend the Night, which was the first single released from the album, but it failed to chart. The party's really over, will you have this dance with me? I've watched you here for hours and I've waited patiently. I feel my passion pounding and my heart beats just for you. The evening is still young, sweet darling, what you gonna do? Do you, you want to spend the night? night. I want to be with you. The next song, Fireman, was released as a single just in Japan. It's the one song on the album that the village people are not backed by the VP band. More on them in a minute. The backing band here includes Carl Rucker, Ollie Brown, Michael McGlory, and Sylvester Rivers. Between them, they've recorded and toured with artists like Aretha Franklin, Janet Jackson, The Rolling Stones, Diana Ross, and Stevie Wonder. Side one closes with Jungle City, which is another non-charting single. Might be the closest thing on the album to the traditional village people sound. Side 2 begins with action man and yes this is also a non-charting single and you can definitely hear a devo influence on this one though it's a new sound for the village people, once again, Jacques Morali is the producer here, and he's again the co-writer alongside Henri Balolo, the VP band, again, more on them in a minute, and Dennis Fredrickson, who's probably best known for his brief stint in the mid-80s as the lead singer of Toto. Okay, so the VP band. They're also credited co-writers of every song on the album, and play on every song except Fireman. The VP band is James Hunter on drums, Mark Meyerhofer on guitar, Dan Schmidt on keys, and on bass is Howie Epstein, who was the bassist for Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers from 1982 until his death in 2003. (laughs) Now, up next, get ready. Here's the song that's going to be stuck in your head the rest of the week. Big Mac. this is followed by another gem which almost serves as the musical answer to big mac here's diet Continuing with the food theme, the album closes with Food Fight. In his Pop Matters interview, David Hodo said, quote, I think Renaissance has some of our best music. It also has some of the worst, one of which I had to sing Food Fight. End quote. When listening to Food Fight, it's almost hard to remember that this is the village people. Food Fight! Though Renaissance was basically a flop, it did still chart. It peaked at number 138 on the Billboard 200. It also went to number 34 in New Zealand and number 12 in Australia. The album is currently streaming on Spotify. The village people would go right back to their old look after Renaissance. And the group, albeit with mostly new members plus a returning Victor Willis, are still going today but we're far from the glory days when they were at the peak of their popularity. They were so popular in 1979 that Donald Duck released a Macho Man parody called Macho Duck and that was featured on the album Mickey Mouse Disco. But that is for another time. Thank you for listening to Bizarre Albums. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave a review. It helps people find the show. You can also follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Bizarre Albums